Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. And, uh, and basically, I'm about to fire my job. So I went in there and I had my phone on live, sharing with people on Facebook. And I, and I went in and told three to three managers that I'm, that I'm done. You know, I sent in my letter, I'm done, live on Facebook. And this also, <laughs> when I knew it was God, Jerry, every last one of them said, if you ever want to come back, oh. let us know we got a place for you. Wow. So who decides to quit their job through a Facebook live broadcast? Well, this guy, not me, but our guest, Christopher S. Harold. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast about helping you Achieve your dreams without compromising your faith, your family, or your health. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and we're going to have a conversation with Christopher S. Harold. He is an entrepreneur. He is a Christian. He has blended the two together so that his faith guides his business and does so in a way that he doesn't repeat past mistakes. So when we talk about this show, Beyond the Rut, his life before his transformation was just that. He was stuck in a rut with over $30,000 in debt, his marriage on the edge of divorce, and he was going to a sales job that was just draining the life out of him. So one day, he decided to make a change. He changed the language he was speaking into his own life, and now he is still happily married. He has three wonderful children, and he is helping others find a way to increase their sales, improve their businesses without taking the soul out of their lives. So sit back and relax unless you're trying to figure out how to program that remote control as if, and they just make those harder and harder, don't they? Anyway, that's not important. Sit back, relax, listen to the show. Here we go. All right, Christopher Harold, welcome to Beyond the Rut. How are you doing? Hey, hey, Jerry, doing doing good, doing good. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thanks a lot. It's awesome. Yes. I'm glad that we were able to connect and nail down a schedule. And yeah, we crossed paths, I think, in a couple of different podcasting groups on Facebook. But the one I know that stood out is Christian uh, Podcast Guest, which is a spinoff from Christian Podcasters Association. And uh, and those of you listening, you've probably heard me mention that group a number of times because I am very grateful for them because they've connected with me, uh, actually connected me with a lot of great people like Chris. And uh, so, yeah, we uh, – what was it? So I, I identified like what – Beyond the Rut is about, who we're trying to reach. And then you you plugged in and said, hey, I I do that. I help people with um, you know, affirming themselves and going out and succeeding for God's kingdom. And I was like, yeah, let me check this guy out. So I checked out your <laughs> website and I checked out your, uh, I got a free copy of the book, Kingdom Affirmations, listened to your podcast. I'm like, yes, this guy's a fit. I need to, we, we got to have him on. And so I'm glad, uh, again, so you're probably going to hear me say thank you like eight, nine times. This is what, oh, two? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, one of the things that did stand out to me, uh, cause when I got your book, the first thing I did was I, I flipped right back to the bio to see, you mm. know, what your life was like and, yeah. you know, what you're doing now wasn't what you'd been doing just a few years ago. And you go back a little bit further than that, five or six years ago and yeah. you, you faced foreclosure, yeah. uh, potential ending of your marriage, uh, $35,000 yeah. in debt. And, yeah. you know, like when you have that kind of weight on you, it's like, how do you get out of that? Because, uh, in, in 2016, you quit your job on Facebook live. 
So yeah. it's like, how did you get from one end of the spectrum where like you got this crushing pressure of debt, <laughs> life is falling I mean, apart to, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm leaving this job and here's things are great now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, it was like a whirlwind. I mean, and, and, and at that time too, in my life, like I said, things just happened rather quickly from like 2013 to 2016. I mean, that was really, really just a dark place in my life. Like I said, from foreclosure, $35,000 worth of debt. My wife and I literally had divorce lawyers on the phone. Uh, our youngest child, well, she was impregnant, pregnant. She was pregnant with our youngest child at the same time. And it got so, it got so dark, Jerry. And I, and I share this, you know, a lot of my clients and students know this, but I wanted to kill myself. Uh, I was mad at God. You know, uh, one thing I love about God, like my, my wife can tell me this, God's a big boy. He can handle your frustration. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> right? You know, it says, you know, Jacob wrestled with God. So it's like, so I'm trying to put God in the figure four headlock. I'm trying to suplex him and do everything else. And so I was really mad. I was mad at God because I worked so hard. Like we probably talk about this too, but I did all the outward things. I was tithing. I joined four or five ministries at church. I, you know, uh, I was putting in literally seven days a week, killing myself, working, you know, work, working a, a full time job at that time and working on the business. I was doing all the religious duties. Yeah. And I expected God because he said, if I do this, this and this, I, I will be blessed. And my business wasn't blessed. My life was getting worse. Marriage was falling apart. Business wasn't succeeding. And I, and I got really mad, mm-hmm. really mad at God, you know, and, and he got really dark to a place it was really dark in my life and uh i was able to only by the holy spirit and i had a friend who reached out to me you know my friend reached out to me and jerry he said man uh then this is before he reached out to me but i it got so dark i actually called a suicide hotline oh wow and 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 this how bad it was and this is when the holy spirit spoke to me i was on i, I called a suicide hotline they said you're a caller 54 please oh wait. geez yeah and i said whoa if I'm caller 54, there's 53 other people right now looking to take themselves out. Mm-hmm. I said, I can't do this. Holy Spirit said, hang up that phone. I started thinking about my, my wife and my kids. But then my friend reached out to me. He said, listen, what do I need to do? I'll help you, brother. He said, I, and, and, and he actually uh, was, was helping me you know, speak to a counselor and everything. And literally a couple of weeks after that, Everything's begin to turn around, you know. I, I, and of course, you know, I, I, I repented, and you know, and everything from that. Of course, the Lord forgave me, and everything like that. And 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 and, and essentially, He just gave me a different paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. He allowed me to see things differently, right? And, and, where, and where things were, and and my attitude changed, and and, and I became grateful in in, a, in the same position that I was ungrateful, like. At that job I had at that time, I hated it. I literally would, would get sick. I was doing a sales appointment. I would get sick on these appointments. I hated it. But God told me that I, I'm not going to ever, I'm not going to release you from this position until you change your attitude. Mm. You know, yeah. because you're not there just for you. You're there telling folks that you're a believer and they're looking at you. But, and I was a top performer there. I was on the top, I was on the top people there, but I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. But God gave me a paradigm shift. And everything changed and my attitude changed. And I started looking at that place differently. I became more grateful. And then lo and behold, August 23rd, 2016, you know, uh, God woke me up at three o'clock in the morning and I heard it clearly. He said, type in your resignation letter. Wow. I woke up, woke up at 3 a.m. So I typing in my resignation letter. Now, you know, you've been, you're married, I'm married. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're not just going to do something right. <laughs> so before I hit sin, uh, I woke my wife up. 
You know, she's like, what do you want? I said, no more. I said, you got to come look at this. Yeah, that's a very important thing for everybody to listen to. (laughs) You know, you got to, you know, if you're a married man, you you know, that's one thing, too, that my wife has taught me a lot, you know, because I have a very dominant red personality where a lot of times I just make decisions on my own. If I want to do it, I do it. And a lot of times once you're married, some of those things backfire. Yeah. Right. And God is like trying to show, you you know, two becomes one, you know. And I woke her up and this is what really gave me the okay. I, I woke up, I said, read this. And she read it and she looked at me and she said, okay, if God's leading you to do that, do that. And when she told me that, that was like the biggest, I mean, boost that I think I ever got from her at that time. Because, you know, whatever man wants, it does his wife to be there. Just, you know, they help me just, just, just to give, give me that confirmation. And she gave me that confirmation. Then I knew it was, uh, uh, I knew this was sent by God. I knew God was telling me to do this. And so I sent him the letter. Then I came in that morning and literally, uh, now I, I, all of them, all the managers didn't read it. Oh, I, shoot. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so I came in that morning. Yeah. They didn't read the email. I sent them an email. So, so I came in that morning and they thought I was going to run sales appointments because, uh-huh. you know, this was a sales gig. I was like, and I had my phone on Facebook live. And I'm telling folks I'm about to walk in here, you know, and turning all my stuff. And, uh, and basically I'm about to fire my job. So I went in there and I had my, phone on live sharing with people on Facebook. And I, and I went in and told three to three managers that I'm, that I'm done. You know, I sent them my letter. I'm done live on Facebook. And this also, <laughs> when I knew it was God, Jerry, every last one of them said, if you ever want to come back, oh, let us know. We got a place for you. Wow. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. That never happened to me ever before yeah. anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fired for like 15 different jobs because they were like, please get out of here because my whole mindset, like I always tell folks I was psychologically unemployable that <laughs> I kept wanting to do my business on, on, on those jobs. But it was the first employee that ever told me, if you ever want to come back, we got a place for you. And that's why I knew I had a favor. And that's when I knew oh, I was doing the right thing now, you know, because I was leaving on God's terms and not my terms yeah. anymore. Yeah. Man. And that was August 23rd, 2016. Yeah. I'm, I'm still amazed at how your wife responded to this when you woke her up and, um, yeah. you know, passed this by her. <laughs> and she, you, you can tell in how you told it that she did, she took a moment to think about it, pray about it in that moment and said, Okay, and and gave her obedience, not so much to you, but to you know the ease that God, I guess, put on her heart. And uh, and my wife doesn't listen to the show, even though I'm probably going to lose points just for saying it. Uh, but <laughs> if I woke up my wife from a sleep. Yeah, mm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but let's say by some miracle she wakes up and she's fully alert <laughs> in that moment, and I were to show her that type of message or that email, um, yeah. and tell her this is this is on my heart. God's telling me this. Um, my wife would probably say something along the lines of, 
are you sure you heard him in the right language? You, you may want like, <laughs> to pray about that. You know, yeah, um, come again. Yeah, right. You're like, I don't, I don't. And she's like hitting me on the head with a, and she wouldn't hit me on the head with a stick. But um, right. Liv, I love you, babe. Um, I'm totally joking, <laughs> uh, except for the waking you up part. You would not let me get away with that. Um, so kudos well, to you. Well, yeah, I mean, the reason why that was such a big deal for me is because you know my wife just like most wives, they want security. And it, and it wasn't like, this is the thing, like most folks, if, if you listen to secular knowledge, they would tell you never quit your job unless you got at least 12 months, you know, saved up in living expenses. Unless you got all this stuff, you know, all these different ducks in a row, unless you're making a certain amount of money from your, you know, part-time business, you're trying to go full-time in. They got all these you know, on the checklist. Yeah. You know, you know, I had one thing, Jerry, and I tell folks this, and it is the most important thing you need to have. I had one thing that was peace from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I had his peace. And, and that's when I knew that I was making the right decision because I had his peace. I wasn't, I wasn't relying on a, a fat bank account. I wasn't relying. I didn't have a backup plan. I wasn't relying on secular logic. It was the Holy Spirit. And I've been full time ever since. Man, that's always amazing to me that when you're at peace like that, you just know, like, this yeah. sounds crazy. If I tell anybody else this is going down right now. People are going to tell me I'm crazy. If they don't tell me in my face, they're telling their their partner, their spouse, like, see what Chris just did? Yeah, he's nuts. He's lost his mind. Exactly. Oh, hey, totally support you, man. Oh, <laughs> man, I love my mom and dad, but man, they thought I was crazy. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? You, you got a family. You got a kid to take care of. I just said, I know. They're like, no, what are you doing? So I said, I'm, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, and I love my parents, but you know, unless you know, unless you know, unless you're doing those things, you you stepping out, unless God has called you to that insi- assignment, you really can't understand it. Yeah. You know, because I'm the first in my family to step out like this and pursue entrepreneurship full time. I'm the yeah. first, you know. And there's so many people who think, you know, well, what about a steady paycheck? And what about, um, what are you going to do for insurance? And, you know, I just, I did an interview and released an episode with a gentleman in the DFW area, uh, who does, uh, Mr. T impersonation. Yeah. He got laid off from work and was doing pizza delivery, uh, and just thought, you know what? I dressed as Mr. T for Halloween. I pulled that off really well, and my daughter could use a lift up. You know, emotionally, you know, morale morale's kind of low. So he just kind of shaved the mohawk back into his head, dressed up like Mr. T. His daughter just lit up, like yeah. And <laughs> then he he was like, "Well, I can't hide this mohawk. I got to go to work." <laughs> and so he just left all the right. chains on in the outfit, and he delivered pizzas all day uh, as Mr. T. Wow! And they loved it. Like people started calling in the pizza restaurant, like, "Hey." Is Mr. T delivering pizza today? Like, yeah, oh, fine. Wow. We're going to order pizza. And, uh, so now he's, he's built this whole brand around in just less than a year as a Mr. T impersonator. He's doing like favorite deliveries and Uber here in the DFW area. <sighs> and, uh, you know, the, yeah, yeah, just the leap but of faith the, around that. That's the thing, you know, God doesn't operate by our logical mind. No. You know, he, he's the opposite of the spectrum, you know, so what, what, and one thing I've learned too, whatever the mass is telling you to do, you do the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the master's telling you to use common sense. You have to, and that's one of the biggest things that that I, that I talk about too. You know, this, you know, even when you're looking at business and different things of that nature. But you know, with a man, you really want to be in tune. You know, you really want to be in tune because, yeah, yeah, you got a wife, you got kids, and they and they look they they looking up to you, but also they want to see how you're going to respond. Yeah, you know, because yeah, I've been full time since 2016. Has it been perfect? I mean, uh, you know, it's. God always does this. Whenever you step out on faith, he's he going to take you to the valley. He's going to take you to the wilderness. He did. Yeah. He tested Jesus. He tested the children of Israel. He, you know, he's always going to take you to that wilderness. 
Yeah. So, so your calling will always be tested. And I was 2017. My Lord, was I tested. Yeah. Because I, I mean, iron's not sharpened in an ice bath. It's it's sharpened with fire and heat and yeah. hammering. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're shaped into what you become. And uh, I'm not saying like God for like creates like negative things for you to and just put you through like heck to um just to do it. Like those those events exist and he just leverages them. Like, well that's happening anyway. So let me leverage that to make Chris uh stronger in his faith or make him stronger in his understanding of business. Exactly. Uh, and you know, it's just really amazing that that unfolds. And when you look back, it's like when you're in it, you're just like doing it. It's just what you got. Um but then when you look back and you're just like, what? That well, that's thing, you know, like God will give you a dream or a vision, right? And yeah. you see, you know, five, 10 years and 20 years and not, but he, but he's not going to tell you the steps on how to get there. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not going to lay it out step by step. If he did that, then there's no reason to have faith. Yeah. You know, if he told you, okay, he's good. So tomorrow, you know, you, you, you're going to try to do this podcast or something and the computer's going to break down, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, next day you're going to try to do this and, you know, you know, he's not going to tell you that. So, so, so it takes that whole faith walk, you know, and yeah. growth and, and trust in him. Really. And, and one thing I will say, I believe I got born again in 2000 and I grew up in church as a kid, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? but I got born again in 2000 at 26 years old. I believe in the, the last five years of being full time in business has, has, has brought, I know what I showed that has brought me closer to God than the previous 16 years prior mm. because I don't have a guaranteed income. I don't have a paycheck coming in. I don't have these intangibles, you know, to fall back on. All I ha- have is, is trust, is trust in the Holy Spirit and, yeah. you know, and obeying and, and leveraging kingdom principles, you know, and, 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 and the faith walk has just been amazing. I've, I've grown so much. That's my whole aspect. And it's, so that's one thing he will allow you to do is grow much closer, you know, because God, wanted, he wants you to realize that, I'm your provision. I'm your source. Yeah. Not not a job, not a business, not a client. I am your source. And these other things are just vehicles, you know, channels to get the resources to you. But get to the point where I'm your source, where all you doing is focusing on Matthew 6.33. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. And it's 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 crazy. It's true though. It, it's yeah. amazing. It, it is proven and it's true. <laughs> nice and what was the the business you wound up opening or um yeah, yeah. after you walked off your job well 2016 i i got into coaching because prior to, to god is you know god will always prepare you for what he wants you to do so years prior now i always had business on the side but like uh years prior i, I was I, do, I dove into online marketing mm-hmm. and I, I joined a company that taught me a lot of online marketing stuff so i was doing a lot of online marketing in 2016 so I decided to coach uh, at that time I was coaching uh, home business, home business owners and teaching them how to grow their business through oh. online marketing. Yeah. So, so I did that in 2016. Then, and then around middle 2017, God gave me a new assignment and a new audience. So I fulfilled my obligation. I was coaching with those uh, home business people. Then in 2017, I started focusing on service-based businesses and uh, then it, it narrowed down from like 40 different service-based businesses to like really one mm-hmm. uh, mortgage people and then real estate and realtors. Okay. So, so, so I started helping them, you know, be able to grow their business. I, and, I, and I created my own coaching program and I created my own products and services. And really from 2017 to early 2020, I was focused on them until the pandemic hit. 
But now prior to this, 2017, God had me start a group called the Kingdom of, of, of God Entrepreneurs Facebook group. And so I did it, but I had no rhyme or reason. I had no structure. I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> so I created a Facebook group. I added some people to it. And I would just share random tips in every now and then. But it was, you know, nothing was structured. And so at three years, it was just a, a Facebook group. Well, lo and behold, when the pandemic hit, I lost all my clients mm. because they didn't want to pay any more money because they're like, all our clients are gone. We can't, we can't do anything. We can't sell houses. We can't do this. So they're like, why am I keep paying you? Right. <laughs> so literally in March of 2020, 20, March of 2020, I lost all my clients. So what was prospering at one time went to zero, like literally overnight. Wow. But prior to that, God was telling me where I want you to go. He was telling me he wanted me to begin to work with his Christ-centered entrepreneurs. Yeah. But I was like, nah, this thing over here working <laughs> better, Lord. That don't make any sense right now. So, you know, because it was working good. I'm like, so nah, we're going to put that on the back burner. Lord, that ain't you. That, that, that's, that's the devil. You know, that's, that's the devil I'm talking about that. You try to get me off track. Right. But other folks kept confirming it. I had some other things that were happening and other relationships that I had. Some things that were not going away as plans with certain mentors, you know, and I, I saw all these different signs. But I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, God, you know, they don't make any sense. So God had to take me to the Elijah experience, you know, that, you know, he told Elijah, go to the brook, you know, have birds and stuff feed you, right? You can get your water from the brook. But what eventually happened? Dried the brook up. dried up. Yeah. Right. So that provision dried up. So God had to dry up my provision. And that's when he said, okay, I said, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I, I, I'm done. I'm, I'm turned off all my ads. I'm no longer marketing to this group of people. I'm turning off everything. What do you want me to do? So for a whole month, I did nothing. From March to April last year, I did nothing besides just seek him and say, what do you want me to do? Right? Now, all this time, I got no, no extra money coming in, nothing. And he, told, he said, I told you what I want you to do. It's time for you now to start helping my people. You know, you've been equipped. You know, I've invested well over $200,000 in you know, mentors and training and education in, you know, in the world of online marketing. Right? And God was like, okay, it's time for you to help my people now. You know, help my sons and daughters be able to grow. You know, he gives you different assignments, you know. And literally, April of 2020, last year, I did a little beta group just trying to see if anybody's out there, you know, who are quote unquote Christian entrepreneurs or, or what I like to call kingdom entrepreneurs or, you know, and uh, just to see, is, are you guys interested in growing your business? It was this little, little beta group. And it blew my mind, the response from that. I'm like, whoa, it's tens and tens of thousands of people out here, God. Like, whoa. And Last May, I launched, God gave me a movement called God's Masterpiece. And we actually, we, in our one year in reverse of time of this recording, right? But I know this is going to release a little bit later. But, um, and yeah, but we launched God's Masterpiece, which is a, a, a group of Christ centered entrepreneurs. And I'm helping grow their business and also helping them just you know, fulfill and discover the kingdom assignment and be able to leave an eternal legacy, you know, while here on earth. And, and it's just, Blown my mind what God, what God has been doing. I mean, he literally took something that was non-existent to having the best year of my life. Yeah. Period. Yeah. You know, all the way around, you know, and I'm like, okay, Lord. All right. You know, <laughs> it's okay. So, yeah. So, just trust and, trust and obey. As I was telling folks last year, trust and obey. I'd hashtag trust and obey. You got to get into place. You just got to trust and obey. God telling you to do something. Don't look what everybody else is doing. You know, just trust and obey because if, if you're in it, right alignment, you know, seek you the kingdom first and it's righteousness means right standing in alignment. If you're in alignment, everything has to be added unto you. Yeah, I think one <laughs> of the know? worst things that can happen to us when we get that prompting to go do what sounds crazy 
but like now that you've done it, you've, you've obeyed that prompting on your heart and you've gone and done it. You're like, why didn't I do that sooner? Like when you first did it, uh, and I was just thinking of all the times in my, the reason why I <laughs> laughed when you said, like, you were kind of questioning guy, like, are, are you sure you're talking to the right Chris? Like, uh, right. <laughs> and I was laughing because those words have probably come out of my mouth quite a bit. And I'm exactly. probably not the only one and you're not the only one. And I was just thinking, how many of us miss out or, or delay that life that we dream of living that ha- has been prompted on us to, to go out and live because our response to that prompting is, yeah, but. Like, yeah, I hear you, but insert excuse here. You know, it's, uh, I wonder how many people get that prompting on their heart, you know, that, cause I was laughing earlier about how, like, you were pushing back to God, like, hey, are you sure? Like, you really want me to do this? And I was laughing because I've done that so many times where there's this great idea, this godly idea put in front of me, this opportunity. And my first response for the longest time will be, are, are you sure? You know, <laughs> I mean, I know you create the universe and all, but, Maybe you got this wrong. <laughs> like, it's so right. ridiculous to think that. But then uh, I laugh that, you know, that even comes out of our mouths. And it's like, if that's something you and I have struggled with or, or faced, how many people out there pass up living the life they always dreamed of living, that God-given purpose, because the response is, yeah, but. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, throughout the scriptures, you see that happening. Everybody, you know. You know, Gideon asking for you, you know, make my fleece wet. And the next morning, you know, keep the fleece dry just to make sure I'm <laughs> yeah. hearing from you. And, you know, I mean, it's on and on and on. It's just, you know, we, it's one of those things. We just it's like sometimes if things are going like where God kind of put that on my heart, things were going OK. You know, so usually you don't expect a, another assignment when things are going OK. You know, usually when things are going bad, it's typically when you look for God to tell you something. But he told me to. To do this, and you know, things were going okay, and I'm like, oh, it don't make any sense right now. So, why, why? so of course, you know, I went back to the logical mind. You tend to forget that he doesn't work by logic, you know. He's like, <laughs> so yeah, you tend to forget those things. You know, we think we're wiser than God. He's he been at this a little bit longer than we have. <laughs> Sometimes I think he put the rules of the universe together just so he could show off and break them. And yeah, you know, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like, wait, that should not happen. It did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, exactly. one of the things. Um, that seems to be coming up now as a theme in our conversation is, um, you know, what we say to ourselves and how we speak over ourselves, you know, like here's mm. this great opportunity, this great idea, and we talk ourselves yeah. out of it. So there's that self-talk yeah. that says, nah, no, I'm, I'm not the guy or I'm not ready or I'm not skilled enough. And so that imposter syndrome, as they call it, starts to creep in. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point in your life, though, you recognize the importance of affirmations in our lives. And yeah. uh, can you tell us about when did you have that aha moment, you know, that conversation that made you realize there is power in affirmations and what we say over our own lives? Yeah. Well, most people, especially, you know, if you want to succeed, like I remember when I first got turned on the affirmations, you know, many, many, many years ago, you know, it was secular affirmations. Right. You know, and I, you know, uh, I had the the brand new Mercedes over here, the mansion over here, all the track, you know, it was all these secular things that, you know, they told you to try to affirm. And I tried the secret, you know, remember the secret came yeah. out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody was on the secret. And I, I, I tried to manifest, a, you know, a, a, a red escalator in my driveway. And some reason that never happened. <laughs> you know, I was. Sitting there, you know, all my meditation, oh, I'm going to escalate, 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 I'm going to escalate. I deserve an escalate. I, I just, you know, all these kind of things. I am an escalate driver, you know, all this type of stuff, right? They tell you to do. And it wasn't manifesting, but, you know, 
you was told to do these things because, you know, people who are successful, you're like, well, what do you do? I do affirmations every morning, you know, or uh, subconscious meditation. I was doing all these things, right? Literally, I, I would put headphones on at nighttime and had these subliminal uh, prosperity money things going through my, you know, yeah, yeah, subconscious meditation. I was doing this stuff to speak to my subconscious, telling me how successful, how rich, how famous. All this, I was doing all this stuff that's really, you know, all these things trying to create success. Like I said, it's just, and this is all around the same time when I was doing everything else, the religious duties, trying to get success, and none of it was, was really working. But I knew it was something to that because the word of God said, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue, you know? So I understood that, you know, you should always speak life. So I knew it was power in your words. I mean, you know, we're here by the power of God's words and the power of our words, you know, kill or give life. So I knew it was something there. I was just missing something. And, 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 and throughout them dark moments, I used to try to convince myself that I, I am created to succeed. I am a leader, that God wants me to prosper. And I had to say these affirmations that, that, and I had a friend of mine who told me this. And he said, Chris, he said, God wants you to prosper more than you do. I said, oh, that ain't possible. I said, because he, I said, because if he can't be, I said, because I'm struggling. I said, so ain't no way he wants me to prosper more than I do because I'm busting my butt to prosper. It ain't happen. He said, he does. And, and, and I had to, I had to, you know, Think about God, you have to believe it before you can see it. I, I wanted to see it before I believed it, right? Just opposite. And and I used to do these affirmations, but then I realized that most of them, the second affirmations were like, like I talk about in my book, were basically idolatrous. Mm -hmm. It had me seeking after the things of God. Yeah. Right? It had me seeking after the, the material things because that's what everybody was trying to trying to get. And in the middle of the pandemic, God inspired me to write kingdom affirmations. Because he said, because what, what stood out to me, and this is something, Jerry, that's huge, but I know there's a lot of folks in Christendom. There is a poverty mindset mm. amongst the believers, right? There is a huge, and and I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't really truly revealed to me until I started working with them. Because I was doing these uh, monthly live events called a Monday Marketing Masterclass. I got a brand new one that, that I'm doing real soon as well. And I was doing, I was teaching on mindset. I was teaching on kingdom principles. And of course, I was talking about marketing and sales and we we're talking about finance, but I didn't realize the poverty mindset amongst so many people. I, I had people who were leaving hate mail, hate emails on my ass. Oh, and these folks be, folks being believers. But then God revealed to me that what the biggest problem Jesus had was from religious people, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have any problem from the quote unquote sinners. It was the religious people who saw, he said they knew God. And I was like, wow. So God, like, you need to write this. I was inspired to write this book because we, we need to brainwash ourselves. Romans 12, too. You know, be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the ruling of your mind. Yeah. In Proverbs, as a man thinketh with himself, so is he. Right. And so it was like, and, and wherever you see the word heart in the Bible, it, it's in the Hebrew and Greek, it actually means a mind. Right. Because your heart, just an organ. Mm -hmm. Right. But your mind, you know, we got two minds, a logical mind, a subconscious mind. And, and that's the biggest problem that God had with, with the people of Israel. Think about it. Yeah. He, he was trying to put them into the promised land, but they want to go back to bondage. Why? Because of their mindset. Yeah. They wanted to go back. They got mad at God for taking them out of slavery. Like we were that's better, you know, messing with the bricks and the straw and all. Yeah. They, yeah. 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 They got mad. That tells you that mindset. And then that mindset is prevalent because. A lot of folks have been conditioned that it's evil to have abundance. It's evil mm. to quote unquote be wealthy. It's evil to be rich. That that if 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 you if you if you have wealth or money, you're a wicked person, you know? 
and because they misapply scripture, misquote scripture. Oh, you, you can't serve God and money. True. But God didn't ever say you cannot have God and money. Yeah. Right. Or they couldn't said that. make money serve you. That, that, that's what it's yeah. supposed to be. Right. <laughs> but so, but so, you, so you got this, this, this horrible mindset. And, and what kills, what, well, I don't say kills me, but what, what, what really be hitting me the most, people have these poverty mindsets. If that's the case, then why you work a job? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to start a business? Go work for free because they're paying you with something evil and wicked in your own mind then, right? If, if, if you, you know, it's just, it's just ludicrous, that mindset, but it's prevalent. Yeah. You know? And, and, and so the book was inspired because a lot of people do not believe. A lot of people, a lot of folks, even ones who say they know God, of course, the ones who don't, they have no idea why they're on this planet. Don't know their purpose. And like the very first affirmation in my book, on this affirmation card here, it says, I am created to succeed. So you have to believe that you were put here with a purpose and we're put here to succeed at it, you know, and not to fail at it. I mean, but most folks don't believe that because why they just life by what they see and they truly don't know, don't, don't know God. You know, they, they made up their own God, you know, who, and, and, and it's sad. And so God really inspired me to do that because he gave me this, you know, this whole paradigm shift with the kingdom, you know, with, with the whole mindset, what it means to be a kingdom citizen and, and an ambassador, you know, and, and leaving the religious mindset of Christianity, you know, that even though, I mean, Jesus didn't come to start a, re- a religion called Christianity anyway. If you truly study the scriptures, he never came to do that. But so it's just that really inspired me because I was like, wow, man, Lord, I didn't realize how many of your sons and daughters live check to check and live, in, and live impoverished and don't realize how much. Some of them say they're okay with it. And, and, and to me, that's selfish. Yeah. If you're okay with living check to check or just getting by, to me, that's selfish. Because Paul said, you know, if he was talking about in Ephesians, you know, don't steal. He said, so that way you can have something to give to the poor. So you're not supposed to earn money just for yourself. You're supposed to have more and abundance to give to others. And if all you do is just have enough to get by and just pay your own bills, you're, you're selfish. And you're not fulfilling your purpose and calling on this planet. So... So that's what you're going to write this book to voice to change the way we think, you know, and, and to put kingdom affirmations because every affirmation in the book has a scripture, right? It has an affirmation. And, you know, and I share the thoughts to kind of break it down and elaborate on it. So it lines up with the word of God and, and that works because anything that's going to you know, have the word of God in there and you, you follow that, it's going to work compared to like secular affirmations, you know, that, that will leave you still empty, mm-hmm. you know, and, and chasing after things when in the kingdom. We don't have to chase after things. Things chase us. We attract. The, the cool thing I found when I read through it, uh, Kingdom Affirmations, was that the the scriptures that you reference with each of these affirmations aren't even stretched out of context at all. Like the knowing the context of that verse, it's like, yeah, that totally fits the affirmation that he's talking about. And then the thought, you know, off of that, as you expand on, you know, why that statement, there was. Uh, one where you even used three verses, uh, and that was the one on, uh, uh, in fact, what we're talking about right now. <laughs> My father trusts me with riches. And oh, I, I turned right to it. Yeah. 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 You, you use three verses in there, and then you're like, yes, three scriptures here, because this is powerful truth that really needs to be fully grasped and absorbed. And you know, I, I think, I don't know where we got it in our mm-hmm. minds that you have to be in poverty, uh, because, uh, I mean, you know, one, God provides, of course. And, right. uh, but then when you look at history, when you look at even in, in, um, the Bible, there are those who gave to the cause, you know, to, to the ministry that Jesus was leading to, you know, building the walls of Jerusalem. You know, there, 
the resources were unlocked by people who had them. And uh, then there's the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, that she's got money being made even while she's asleep because she's invested in ships and they're sailing around the world and making trades. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like now we're not, I, I think you've said this, uh, maybe not in these words, but you know, we're not meant to love money more than God. Right. I think what we're saying is, but money's a tool that we, um, can master. And money is a tool. Yeah. And you, you, you look throughout the scriptures, I mean, I can go from Abraham, uh, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Joe, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Be- uh, Boaz, I mean, David, Solomon, keep on going in New Testament. And, and here's some reason why that, that, that poverty mindset is big in Christendom, but it's not big in Judaism. Think yeah, about that. That's true. The Old Testament is Judaism. Yeah. Now, you, 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 right? No, no. Uh, I've got a friend I'm who is. Yeah. You, brother. Come on, bad. Yeah. But I heard some, I, I was reading a book. And it, it was a it was a book on finances, and a guy was interviewing a Jew. It was it was, it was a believer interviewing a Jew, and he asked him. He said, "Tell me, why is it that you believe that you know Christians, you know, uh, seem to be living paycheck to paycheck, or, or a lot more impoverished than, than 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 you Jews? And we have the same book, basically, you know." Well, he said, "Well, he said, <laughs> he said, what well, what you Christians tend to do? Y'all tend to stay at the back of the book. He said, we Jews, we, we tend to leverage the principles in the front of the book." <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and it's true. But it's a misnomer because, see, most most folks think Jesus was poor. I mean, I mean, most people think Jesus was poor. Well, it's not true. Here, here's scripture to back it up. Well, number one, you can read Second Corinthians. I mean, Second Corinthians eight. And, and Paul talked about Jesus was rich and he became poor so that you may become rich. But more importantly, Jesus is a king. Now, this week you have a paradigm shift from when I say uh I say I've graduated from a religious Christian to a kingdom citizen. Anyway, that means that now I read the Bible from a kingdom perspective. The Bible was never, was, never was a religious book. You read Isaiah. He said, Jesus is going to come here. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. He's going to come here and have the government on his shoulders. You know, we read that verse, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, around Christmas time, when he talks about, you know, uh, uh, you know, born to the world is going to be a savior, kind of wonderful counselor, oh, yeah. you know, mighty God, eternal father, right, prince of peace. But it says, and the government shall be on his shoulders. Right. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. Jesus never came to earth to start a religion called Christianity. Man, man did that. Jesus came to earth to reestablish the kingdom of heaven on earth and give us back what we lost in the garden. Our kingdom dominion in in Genesis 1 and 2. Right. But Jesus was the king. When Jesus was born, what did three wise men bring him? Oh, yeah. They brought him uh, frankincense, (laughs) gold and and myrrh. You don't bring that stuff to a broke person. No. Gold fragrances and myrrh. This is they honored the king. His daddy was a carpenter. If you understand the biblical times, carpentry was a highly paid skill in those days. When Jesus being born, it never said that Joseph and Mary didn't have money to pay for an inn. It says what? That there there was full. no room yeah. for an inn. Keep it going. Jesus and his disciples, they had a treasurer. Now he was crooked. Yeah. <laughs> right? But he had a tre- treasurer. What poor people need a treasurer? Exactly. Yeah. And on and on and on. Then they had Mary Magdalene, all these other folks who were contributing. They were never broke. His disciples, half of them were, were successful businessmen. They were fishermen, right? And, and everything else. Then the other half were, were, were uh, tax collectors for the Romans, a highly paid position. And on, uh, one of them brought him into his house, I believe, was it was Zacchaeus? Or, brought him to a house, had a, had a big old giant banquet for Jesus. Yeah. 
these people were not broke and poor, but we, we've been lied to and we, we felt and we believe this lie that we think Jesus was poor. So we're like, no, since Jesus was poor, we need to be poor. And, and that's where the, that poverty mindset goes on. But if you read in first Timothy six, where it talks about, you know, the love of money in verses nine and 10. But if you go down and read verse 17, Paul explicitly said, instruct those who are rich to be rich in good works. Yeah. Well, who was Paul talking to? Was he talking to unbelievers in that in that book? No, he was talking to believers, and he said, "Instruct those who are rich." So, I mean, it's just this this whole poverty mindset has no scriptural truth. You know, it's, it's people. I don't know if it's some Mother Teresa type doctrine, or just, I believe it's you know the enemy has come fool people, and the enemy knows if he, if he, if he can keep resources out of the hand of a true kingdom citizen, uh, someone who's who's going to build something for the king and not for themselves. If you can keep resources out your hand, he would do it by all costs. And he uses religion and his poverty mentality to do it. When some folks think they're being pious. They think they're earning brownie points with God when they're not, because you cannot reach and impact the world being broke. This past year, I was able to impact a community out of Kenya. I talk about real poverty now, but we think it's poverty in the U.S. Well, these folks live in real poverty. They live in houses made of mud. Well, I would never have been able to help this, this, this group financially in Kenya if I didn't have the overflow from my kingdom business. See, it's, it's, it's just appalling to me that poverty mindset and people, the way they see money. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, even giving when you, we aren't stinking rich, you know, it, like giving a loan is a mindset. Uh, and you can see those who are, in the poverty mindset, even when they're broke, they won't give, but they won't give when they're broke. But when they come across money, they probably also still won't give because it's, this is right. mine. You know, what if I don't make any more money? It's like that mindset could be there even when you're making lots of money. And then when you have that abundance mindset that, you know, God is the creator of everything and he can make more of it. And there's, there's plenty of resources out there to be had. Um, Somebody with an abundance mindset, you see them doing things like giving when they're broke, um, giving business away. I've, I've seen, you know, business people who will refer a customer, a, pot a potential customer to somebody else who's getting up and running, uh, for a number of reasons. One, to help that other business person. Two, to, um, because they themselves probably can't handle, you know, they got so much work going on, but they want to take care right. of the need of that person. And so they pass it on to somebody who can. And, um, and so they have a giving heart already when they're not making a lot. So that when they are making a lot, they already have that mindset there as well. They, they believe they'll make more. They believe that more will be provided. So yeah, it's okay for me to give this much away because uh, more will come. Uh, and so that, that's a huge shift in mindset. So somebody right now, yeah. you know, whether they're broke or, Make it a ton of money. If you're not already a giver, that's something to consider too. That, you know, if, if you have an abundance mindset, it doesn't matter if you give a little bit away or a lot of it away. It's, it, it just changes you. Yeah. 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 I, I created a training called 20 Kingdom Laws of Success. Mm -hmm. And, and one of, you know, of course, one of the kingdom laws right from the scriptures, the law of sowing and reaping, you know, it's understanding kingdom laws that, and I think what I think when religion gets in the way, people believe that prayer can override God's laws. <laughs> they do. Think I know. About it. <laughs> People are always praying for money. Yeah. But God is like, huh, I gave you a thousand dollars here. I gave you this. Look what you're doing right now. You're a poor steward. So I'm not going to, your prayer is not going to override my law. You know, God, 
stewardship. This thing was the verse we was reading about. My, my father trusts me with riches, and yeah. those verses about stewardship, right? In the book, Kingdom Affirmations. Yeah. But people think their prayer can override God's law. You know, and, and it just don't happen that way. You can pray all day long, but you're a poor steward. God is not a fool. He's not going to bless you with an abundance. He's going to give you what you need to get by, but you're not going to get an abundance. Why? Because yeah. you've proven to be untrustworthy, right? Yeah. So folks don't understand. They think they can pray and beg. And no, it doesn't work that way. There are laws in place that people who don't even acknowledge God, you know, leverage and succeed. And the sons and daughters who claim they know God don't know how to leverage those laws because they, 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 won't, they won't rely on prayer or, or they want to prophesy money into their life. want somebody to lay a hand on them and lay a blessing. No, that's, that's the, such <laughs> people don't understand, man. They're they caught up in all this charismatic stuff and they're missing it. Yeah. There are laws in place. Kingdom laws. If, if you abide yourself by them, you humble yourself by them. God said everything will be added into you if you just. But folks don't understand that, so they they, they like you know this whole crazy craziness. That's I mean I said that's why I wrote the book, man, yeah. to really break some of this mindset, you know, off of people, and they can nice. truly understand and begin to you know walk in their purpose and assignment here on earth. You know, yeah. bring the power of heaven on earth in your words. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing right now because I'm thinking about before we hit record, I was telling you about how we used to script questions and we decided uh, at some point early in the, the life of Beyond the Rut, you know, let's just keep it conversational and invite the Holy Spirit in and see where it goes from there. I think this is mm. officially the most we've like touched on the Bible and on God and, and you know, what he has in store for you. We've had other episodes where we did, but like to really have a dialogue going, I'm, I'm all like, I'm excited. I'm smiling for you. Nobody can see this except <laughs> you right now. I'm like smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, this is exciting. Uh, so we, yeah. we, yeah, I mean, all that just because I asked about, you know, kingdom affirmations in the book. Uh, now I got a copy for free. All I had to do is pay shipping and handling. Uh, for those listening, where do they go to get a copy of kingdom affirmations? Yeah. Where's the deal? You know, uh, two places they can go get the book. If they want, they can go to Amazon and pay regular amount for it, pay 25 bucks. Hey, feel free to do that. <laughs> or they can take advantage, you know, an offer that I'm doing, uh, you know, where they literally can go to kingdomaffirmations.com and do the same thing and get a copy of the book for free and just cover the shipping and handling. And plus, you know, we have other resources there as well. You know, you can get an audio book mm-hmm. and I got some other valuable resources that are really maximize, you know, uh, the book as well. Cause, you know, science, science proves this. And there's not just a sales pitch. You know, you should buy the audio book, <laughs> right? But it's not a sales pitch. But I'm saying science proves that if you listen to an audio book while reading a physical book, it will impact you seven times more and you will retain it seven times more. So, so that's one advantage is that you can go to kingdomaffirmations.com. You know, you can get all these extra resources that you can't get at Amazon. Plus, you can get it for free and it's covered the shipping as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, they can go to kingdomaffirmations.com. And what Christopher just said is true, uh, you know, my instructional design background, uh, multi-sensory learning. So when you're reading mm. something, you're taking it in, you're taking basically pictures in through your eyes. But when you take mm. that in and you also hear it, um, now you're taking it in through ears. So, you know, you got two channels of learning happening. So, yes, there is some data behind that. There's some theory behind <laughs> it. There's some some pedagogy behind mm. it. So, uh, yeah. thanks for that moment for letting me geek out in the work I do. Uh, so, yeah, kingdomaffirmations.com. Um, if you listen to this in time, get a free copy, pay for that shipping and handling. Uh, if it's too late, that's okay. Go to Amazon and, and pay full go. price. It's, it's still there. And I love it. Well, well, it's worth it. Whatever it is at Amazon, it's worth it anyway. It's, yeah. worth, it's worth more than what you're paying for it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you can't think of some affirmations to speak over your life, uh, are, are you familiar with uh, Hal Elrod's uh, Miracle Morning routine? 
Nuh-uh. Oh, no, no. I had incorporated it into my life a routine, gosh, three, maybe four years ago. But he has this acronym called SAVERS. Uh, very oh, similar really? to your story in the sense that, uh, you know, he kind of asked around like the, the salespeople who were doing really well compared to what he, where he was. And, you know, what's the difference? And they were like, well, I, I pour into myself. I read, uh, but I also take time for my own fitness, my own, you know, yeah. mental health, uh, spiritual health. And so he came up with this acronym called SAVERS. S-A-V-E-R-S. Uh, so mm. when he wakes up in the morning, and so like if he doesn't have to get ready for work till seven, he wakes up at five and he spends mm. two hours just pouring into himself to grow. And this is where he gets these extra hours in the day. And so the first S, silence. And he spends time in silent. Um, and yeah. I think in his case, mm-hmm. he says, he said silent prayer. And that's what yeah. I do. Uh, in, in his book, he kept it secular. So you can just do meditation or whatever. Um, okay. but you know, silent prayer is what I've been doing. Uh, a is for affirmations, you know, speaking those truths over your life that, you know, I am capable. I am skilled. I am knowledgeable. I, I have the ability to learn, you know, whatever they are. Um, and then of course V is visualization. So picturing the day, what it looks like when you succeed, uh, E is exercise. R is, uh, write, even though the, he dropped the W cause he wanted a cool acronym, I guess. Uh, but it's writing in a journal. And then the, the final S is, Oh boy, what is the final S? Um, no reading, reading is the R S is scribe. That's the writing. Okay. okay. There we right go. Now, I was like, yeah. man, I, I almost messed that up. But Savers, it's from like the Miracle Morning Routine, a uh, really neat uh, book. And the reason why I bring that up, though, is if you're having a hard time figuring out um, what affirmations to speak of yourself, I mean, there's this really cool book called Kingdom Affirmations <laughs> written by Christopher S. Harold. Uh, so get a copy of that. And if you're doing the Miracle yeah. Morning Routine and you're kind of stumped what to speak over your life, get that book. You can just read straight from it out loud and uh, you'll see the words. You'll actually hear yourself reading them back uh, to you. Yeah. And, uh, so there's that. Well, well, you know, Jerry, you got to brainwash yourself from the brainwashing that you already previously had. Yeah. So you, so you got to bring your own. So you've been brainwashed by society, by the church, by, you know, the environment all around you. They've told you all these things all over the years. And this stuff goes down your subconscious, which is like your hard drive. Yeah. You know, and, and you're not aware. Most folks are not aware of it. They don't, you know, you're not aware unless someone from the outside can present these things to you. You'd be like, oh, wow. You know, just like you can't see the forest from the trees. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing there. So. That's why, you know, the affirmations is going to help you pull out of stuff, this yuckiness that you deep down in you that you don't even know is there anymore. So, so yeah, so it's very important, you know, that, 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 you, I mean, it's been blowing my mind. The feedback that I got from this book, when I wrote this book, I really didn't know what God wanted me to do with it besides, you know, what, what I had my own quote unquote marketing strategy with, but he's taking it beyond places that I thought me, I found out what a week or two ago. He's taking it inside prison walls now. Oh man! That was, wow, that, that was that was never my intention. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, uh, someone told me the other day this, this is helping them save their marriage. That was never my intention. You know, I'm thinking from a entrepreneur a business type of deal. I know God told me to do this. I'm like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm gonna market it this way, and so I'm like, wow, Lord, just do do your thing, whatever you. I pray over it. You know, each time I send out a copy, when I said, pray, Lord, you do what you want to do with it. You know, and you know, first try to you know autograph it, but. Yeah, it just blow my mind because because you never know what people are going through. Yeah, exactly. You just never know yeah. and how how to impact them. I'm like, whoa, I had no idea. It's cool that you're getting some of that feedback to you because I mean, a lot of us we never know the impact we're really having. I know with this right. show, I might get somebody responding to me once every three or four months, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it always surprises me. I'm like, wow, I I was just kicking these out because. 
uh, it just felt like the thing I needed to do and to hear right. it, make it an impact. It, it's like it reaffirms I'm on the right path. Keep doing this. Keep doing this. Keep doing this. Exactly. Um, so, exactly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where else can people find you? I know there's kingdomaffirmations.com. Uh, there are other sites that you like them to go yeah. to or know about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, but know when you listen to this, you know every uh, every six to eight weeks we're gonna be re releasing a brand new money and marketing masterclass, and that's a that's a a, a seven day live virtual event that we do. Uh, we did this event, Jerry, and people nicknamed it the Entrepreneurs Church. It, it's nice. It's, it, it's crazy. I mean, just the you know, yeah, you're gonna get business, marketing, sales strategies to truly help you grow your business the right way. But same thing. We invite the Holy Spirit to show up for every session. I, and people have been delivered. Marriages have been healed. People, you know, people, I mean, breakthroughs. It's just been blowing my mind. So pe- people can go to moneyandmarketingmasterclass.com, you know, depending on, you know, wh- where you are and we'll be scheduling. And you can, uh, you know, register for that event as well. Uh, in the meantime, you know, if it's in between those live virtual events, they were t- typically going to do like every six to eight weeks with that. They can go to godsmasterpieceacademy.com. I got you can set up a free membership site there. I got a lot of tutorials and trainings there and some of really a lot of, a lot of nuggets there. They can you know, be able to help you grow in your walk and grow in your kingdom business as well. You know, so, yeah, so they, they can check, check out those sites. Then, of course, I have my own podcast. As yes. Well. Yeah, I almost you know. left that out. I did leave that. Yeah, out. yeah. Oh, no Shame on no me. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I have my own podcast as well called Kingdom Marketing Secrets. Yes, and it's good. Oh, yeah. I've listened to it because uh, I do my homework before I invite anybody onto the show. Uh, I subscribe to it, everybody. So it, it's a good. Uh, I think the episode I listened to first was uh, like the four excuses. Um, oh, and okay. I was like, wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so definitely check that out. Kingdom marketing secrets. Yeah. Uh, it's got Christopher Harold, uh, in it. And, um, so that's where they can find you. Are there any final words of wisdom before we sign off? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would just like to, you know, let everybody know that God indeed has created you to prosper and succeed no matter where you might be right now. It could be, you might not, you could have Challenges in your marriage. You can have challenges in your relationship with your kids, challenges in your business, challenges in your life. I've been there all of all of that where I wanted to take myself out. And, and if you ever felt that way, don't. That's the enemy. Because the enemy knows he knows the potential. He knows the impact that you can have and what God has called you to do on this earth. So so don't ever, you know, make a permanent decision from a temporary setback, a temporary challenge and keep pressing. I mean, if I got any questions, they can reach out to me, if I can inspire and motivate them or give them a word of experience as well. But uh, realize that every challenge is just, it's just a conformity to the image of Christ. It just, it just bring you closer to, to become more Christ-like so you can just impact and influence, you know, who God have assigned to you to do so on your assignment here on earth and, and, and realize that you can walk with full power and conviction over those circumstances. You know, you, you're bigger than those circumstances. You're more than a conqueror. You know, you, you're a leader. And that's what God has called you to do, to impact and influence the world for his kingdom. And so if I can encourage you guys to do that, keep standing strong. Don't give up. I was like I tell folks in my podcast, put God first in all that you do and you tell you too shall succeed, you know. Man, Christopher, I'm glad we were able to connect and get you on here. And I'm glad that that storm was not big enough to knock us out from this interview. Ah, So take Uh that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. 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 I appreciate it, Jerry. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. 
Hey, in this episode, we heard from Christopher as he shared his story about being on the verge of divorce, having over $30,000 in debt, and on top of that, ideations of suicide. I mean, he was ready to end it. And instead, he turned his life around. He made a choice. He shifted his mindset and he put his focus in his faith, which changed everything for him. Today, he is giving away a book called Kingdom Affirmations. And in reading through this, it gives you an affirmation every single day so that you can be encouraged and go out and live the life you always dreamed of living. So go to beyondtherut.com slash 286. There you'll find a link to his website, and maybe you can learn more about how you can get a free copy of that book if they're still available. Again, that is beyondtherut.com slash 286. Now, the best way you can pay this show back is to pay it forward. So, however you're listening to us right now, hit that share button and send this episode over to someone you feel would also be encouraged and find value in it just like you have. Now, I'm so glad that you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.